Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Money Talks 50 Plus. My name is Rebecca Pearl. I am a senior program analyst with AARP Elderwatch and your host for Money Talks 50 Plus. And I'm thrilled to be here today to talk about preparing for retirement. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you learn a lot. Before we get started, just a little bit about Elderwatch. We are a 20-year partnership with the Colorado Attorney General's Office, doing education and outreach across Colorado, like these presentations. We also do presentations in person and have volunteered volunteer staffed fraud victim support helpline. So if you have questions about a scam or a victim of a scam, just are wondering if something's legitimate or not, feel free to reach out to us. We are happy to answer those questions. We are available 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. And we also have peer-to-peer financial counseling focusing on uh, finances after the loss of a loved one, caregiving finances, and budgeting and savings. So if you want to sit down with a trained financial counselor and discuss any of those issues, you have that opportunity, give us a call at 800-222-4444, option number two. And remember, this is not financial advice, so please consult with a lawyer or a certified financial planner before making any final decisions. So let's get started with when is the right time to retire? Well, this varies a bit, but on average, Americans tend to retire around age 62. Although age 65 has been the long uh, standard of the retirement age because that's when Social Security started in the 1940s. And at that point, eligibility, the eligibility age was 65. But 62 today is the earliest you can receive those benefits. Age 70 is the latest you're el- eligible to collect on full Social Security. So be sure to be collecting full Social Security benefits by 70. At age 55, you can start withdrawing from retirement plans if you leave your job or retire um, without any sort of penalty. So uh, prior to age 55, if you withdraw from a retirement plan, you face a lot of um, taxes with that withdrawal and um, some penalty fees for early withdrawal. That does not happen if you are 55 years old and leave your job or retire. Then you're okay to just take out that money and use it. If you haven't yet met your retirement savings goals, but still have a few more years left before taking social security, continue working if you're able, because that will maximize your contributions to your retirement accounts. Also, there's a few different ways to um, catch up and make catch up contributions to various retirement accounts, but we'll talk about that a little later. The cost of retiring um, has gotten a little higher as the years have gone by. And unfortunately, Colorado is not the cheapest place to retire. Costs about a million dollars, probably a bit more with our recent inflation. Um, And this is for retirement starting at 65, according to a study by 24-7 Wall Street. And Kind of unfortunate news for us Coloradans, this is about $57,000 more than the average uh, around the rest of the United States. Costs also tend to increase during retirement because there's a loss of income, uh, oftentimes higher healthcare expenses, despite, yes, having Medicare, um, there are still higher healthcare expenses. Medicare does not cover important things like long-term care, and they don't cover things like 
hearing aids or dental. Uh, and then loss of job perks, like free lunches, right? So if you go out, you know, if you're working an office job and you are able to take clients out for lunch every single day and then expense that lunch and all of a sudden you lose that and you're, you know, footing the bill for your lunch every single day, that is going to increase your overall uh, retirement costs over time. Costs also depend on your lifestyle habits and what you want to do uh, in retirement. So if you like to live very lavishly and you want to travel, you're going to probably have to have a little bit more saved than someone that um, maybe wants to take a few road trips or live in an RV for a while, but, um, you know, uh, has a small ranch house. So uh, like I said earlier, um, we're gonna, this is the part where we talk about the catch-up contributions. Um, the, there are various funds you can use to fund your retirement. The first one, and probably one of the most common, is the 401k. This is an employer-offered retirement savings plan, and it has tax advantages. So a percentage of each paycheck is paid directly into the fund, and then employers match part of that con contribution. So I'd like to say that 401ks are just free money um, because you put some in and then your employer is making a bit of a contribution as well, right? So there's um, this increase in uh, the funds that you have in that account. Furthermore, withdrawals from 401ks are tax-free. So when you take out that money, uh, as long as it's before, uh, after the age of 55, and if you're 55 retired or leaving your job, that withdrawal is going to be tax-free. So that is a huge benefit um, because you don't have to pay taxes on those on that fund on those funds. Um, this is oftentimes an investment, right? So it's going into the funds, it's being invested, and then that money is coming out. IRAs work a bit differently. There's two different types. And the only difference between the two is the way that they're taxed. So there's IRAs and then there's a Roth IRA. Individuals are able to set up these accounts where pre-taxed income goes into an investment fund and then grows without uh, incurring taxes. Taxes are only paid when the money is taken out of that account. But there are contribution limits that you um, can't go over for each year. And so for those under 50, the 2022 contribution limit, and it has been this for quite some time now, the past few years, is $6,000. And then for those under uh, over the age of 50, it's $7,000. And that's that catch-up um, contribution you're able to uh, it, contribute just a little bit more and that, you know, builds over time. There are, you, you have to take required minimum distributions at age 72. So you have to start taking out at least the minimum amount of funds you're able to um, at 72. Otherwise you face penalties. So I know it's kind of strange to think about, uh, saving longer as a negative, but in this case, you do want to take out that money when uh, you turn 72 at the latest. So 
So we're going to talk about a few of the ways outside of uh, 401ks and IRAs that retirement can be funded. Annuities are the first ones, and these are not, not investments. They're contracts between you and an insurance agency. And so this requires that the agency makes payments to you in the future or immediately. And this can be in a single uh, you know, lump sum payment or in a series of payments over time. There are many different types of annuities. So do your research before going into this contract um, to figure out what the correct annuity for your situation is. If you don't, annuities aren't for everyone. So remember that too. It's not uh, required that you have an annuity to fund your retirement. Um, there are various fees associated and they can change over time. So also beware of that when you are signing, before signing anything. So some folks like to open an extra bank account to put funds away, bonuses, gifts, etc., to save for retirement. And this might be a good option, especially if you have lots of loose change around. Just go digging in the couch, see what you can find, open an extra bank account. This option should be supplemented probably with another type of retirement account if it's possible. Um, an extra bank account likely is not going to get you through the million dollar price tag of retirement. Extra investments, uh, other folks like to um, do investing on the side on their own, dabble in various types. Um, and micro investing has also been a path for folks that may have never even thought of investing before. Um, and so if you have the funds to invest, opening an account may be a good option for you. Um, if you are a few years out from retirement, you are going to want shorter term gains on your investments so that you can um, make the most amount of money when you need it. And then if you have a bit more time, you're likely gonna wanna choose investments with longer term gains. And then microinvestments have been popping up everywhere. There are all different types of apps where you can invest $1 at minimum up to you know, thousands of dollars. Um, and they are available for fairly low cost. And that's when you own part of an, a share. Um, but these can yield really great results, um, especially if you have the time to uh, play around with investments. And especially if um, you are able to um, track, just track the stock market over time, um, that might be something that you look into. And again, there are all different types of websites and apps. Some of the favorites are Robinhood and Acorns. Um, those are the ones that will come up a lot. And there, but there are tons of ways to get into extra investments or micro investing. Ah, uh, yes, the big bad B word. Everyone loves a budget, but I'm serious. I know I've said it like a million times, but if you haven't made a budget for anything up, up to this point, and you're like, I do not need a budget, you need a budget because retirement, you are not quite on a fixed income, but there's a possibility that that could be the case, right? So you want to make sure that you're tracking your expenses and um, also 
saving for things that you might want to do or get in retirement, um, just in case. So first you're gonna wanna start with the estimated amount of income you will need for retiring. List your expected spending. So that's gonna be basics like food, housing, clothing, and then extras are gonna be vacation, boat, new car, um, trips, stuff like that. And then you're going to want to consider how your expenses will change in retirement and which ones will change in retirement. So, um, you know, housing might change dramatically over the past or over the next few years um, because house, housing prices are going crazy. Um, so just be sure to try as best as possible to account for things like inflation. Estimate any income you'll also receive in retirement. So if you're getting uh, withdrawals from 401ks, if you're getting social security benefits, um, you're going to want to calculate what that final number is and then use that to uh, determine exactly how much you have to spend. Um, and then you're going to want to set up a spending plan that is flexible. This is not just a like one time you write it down and never look at it again type thing. This is a living, breathing document that you update when you uh, find the need to do so. Um, I like to look at my budget once a month. Some people like to look at their budgets once a week. Just make sure that it is flexible. You're able to move numbers around and be okay just in case an emergency happens. Try your budget out and again, continue to play with it until all of your expenses fit properly. This is not like a perfect science. Um, there are various tips for budgeting as to how you should break down um, how you save as well. Um, those are in a different presentation, but um, there are, this is one way that you can budget for retirement. Okay, so saving while retired can look a bit different than saving while employed. Um, decide where you want to save, first off. Do you want to save with a bank, a credit union, um, a group of people that, uh, a savings group, Araska, or do you want an investment fund? There are many, many different ways to save. Uh, are you going to put it under the mattress? That's also an option. And then create a goal to work toward that is specific, accessible, and has a time limit to it. Decide how much you want to save and also how often, and then assess any sort of obstacles that might stand in the way of achieving that savings goal. Um, and that can be any, just any obstacles you can think of, just write them down because that will help you determine the steps you need to take to achieve your goal and how long each step will take to complete. Spending wisely while retired will be easier if you maintain that budget. If you're able to, another great tip is shopping in bulk. That usually uh, has a, a good chunk of savings with it. Um, couponing, I know it seems a little old fashioned maybe, but coupons still save people money each and every day. So you can find them in the paper or online for common goods, and those will maximize savings. There's all sorts of online uh, generated coupon code uh, plugins you can use um, that, you know, you go shopping on one website and it'll pop up the code to save 10% or whatever. Look into rewards programs for places that you visit often. Uh, 
Personally, I've been signing up for pretty much every single gas rewards program uh, that I've been able to find over the past few weeks, just because usually those come with like 10 cents off a gallon. And right now, 10 cents off a gallon is pretty helpful. Then keep close of track of any financial statements that come your way. And also keep close track of your budget. Um, if all of a sudden, you know, $100 is missing from your bank account, that is going to be a red flag that maybe there's something going on um, that, and you may be a victim of fraud or scam. I will leave you all with a few. Uh, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau has a great budgeting um, toolkit and website. AARP has just so many resources about money. They have interactive tools you can use um, to plan, and they have full sections about more, more in-depth information about retirement. Um, and that's aarp.org backslash money. AARP Elderwatch, you can reach us at 800-222-4444, option number two. Stop Fraud Colorado is the Attorney General's fraud information website. So they have a ton of great resources as well. And that's www.stopfraudcolorado.gov. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you.